I'm amazed how many people own stocks. Welcome to the Playing Footsie podcast. My name's Paul, and each episode, me and the lads get together to talk about the stocks, stock market news, and finance in general. Quick disclaimer, you shouldn't consider anything in this podcast as personal financial advice. If you need such advice, go to a financial advisor. And please remember, when investing in any form, your capital is at risk. So sit back, relax, and let the lads fill you in with all the stock market news of the week. The sucker's going up. Welcome, 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 everyone, to the midweek footsie where we answer questions uh, in my gruffy, gruffy voice this week. Um, we answer your questions, uh, questions that we've, we've been asked over the time, and uh, we try to answer them and kind of give us give them our own flavorful opinion uh, for your playing footsie minds. And, uh, we have got a couple of questions actually. We've got about three or four questions in the queue that we want to talk about. And we will get round to them, I promise. Uh, uh, Kieran, Casper and Kevin, uh, among a few other names. Uh, but this week we're just talking about something else because Steve's brought something up. So, um, I'll tell you what, I'll just head it over. W- what have you got for us this week, Steve? If you're wondering why Paul sounds like that, guys, it's because he's been at a Spice Girls concert and he's been trying to hit the high notes. Yeah. Um, but this, Spice this Girls, question, sorry. Um... A Spice Girls concert. <laughs> Where? 1994? Like... <laughs> okay, what about The Darkness? Uh, that that would really wreck your voice trying to go for some of oh, those you just notes. You just try to pick high-pitched voices from the 90s. Oh, yeah, is that what yeah. it is? Because you've got no musical... You've got, you've got no relevance in musical... In in the in the pop not, world not right now, music, you, you've no. no idea. No, <laughs> no you've got no idea. You've got I'm... no idea. Yeah, carry on. Sorry. So this week's question was a it was a local one. It was a friend talking about uh, to me about um point, well pointing me towards Kirsty Allsop's comments this week. Um, so basically, she said um, that she finds it quite irritating that I uh, was enraged here that young people said they simply could not afford to buy, and she reckoned that if you cut out subscriptions. Um, you would quite easily be able to uh, buy a house. Now, that that was how the media sort of portrayed it. That's not quite what she said. She was talking about holidays, Netflix, gym memberships, coffee. Um, but I think um, the sort of media kind of butchered her for it. And there was some quite funny memes on Twitter of people buying um, Wendy houses and mud huts at the bottom of their garden, um, as as is as is life. Um, Key to remember that uh, she's also aristocracy, so uh, taking advice from her when uh, Daddy dropped about seventy million pound in her back pocket when she turned eighteen is uh, somewhat sort of weird. But uh, you know, we're here to give you some grounded advice on the subject. Um, we noticed that James O'Brien had, had had a go on LBC, and sorry, James, you absolutely butchered it. Um, but Steve, you're in the process of buying a house at the moment. Uh, How's it gone for you? Yes, I'm quite early in the process of buying a house at the moment, by which I haven't identified the house that I'm going to buy yet. I'm sort of in the stage of looking for one, uh, I guess, is uh, where I kind of identify myself at the moment. But that does mean that I think I'm in a, uh, with my wife, a position to um, buy a house when we find one that we think is sort of uh, good and we like it and it's priced in our range and that sort of thing. Um, I read Kirsty Allsop's stuff as well. I mean, she points out that that was part of a much, much, much longer interview. And, of course, the Times selected the bit that they thought would enrage people the most because, you know, it turns out it's not just Facebook that does that. I don't have a strong view on her particularly, but um, she's onto a general principle that I think is right, although you have to be careful exactly how you want to try and uh, make that point more precise. So 
I mean, one of the things that's really important then is to get as much money away as you possibly can. And I'm not suggesting for a moment that if you cut your Netflix uh, or just use someone else's Netflix, I mean, who pays for their own Netflix today anyway, um, then <laughs> uh, then you'll be able to afford a house where you couldn't previously. But there are loads of things you can do to try and help yourself. I mean, you have to try and save if you want to save, and you have to save into the right place, which in my case is a lifetime ISA. Um, I'm treading very carefully around this lifetime ISA thing at the moment because... Um, if you think you're going to need your money soon, of course, as we always say, then don't stick it in stocks and shares because, you know, you may have to take it out at the wrong time in the market and so on. Uh, and the last thing you want there is to get forced into withdrawing it when it's gone down quite a bit and you end up getting back less than you put in if you invested recently. Um, so lifetime ISAs are a big thing that help and you've got to try and get as much money into these things <coughs> as you can. Honestly, it's up to individuals, including me, to work out exactly what they consider to be worth it and how much they think they can save and what kind of house that will kind of get them. Um, I reckon that I'm going to be okay to find something that's kind of workable. Uh, lifetime ISAs have a ceiling attached to them of 450 that you can buy houses for if you want to use that money. Uh, so worth keeping that in mind and what part of the country you're in might uh, mean that 450 goes a different way. But basically, it's as straightforward as saving as hard as you can. And it's... As simple as that, but I also think people where Kirsty goes wrong a little bit is to try and be a little bit sympathetic to people um, where they are trying to save as much as they can. What people can save and how people view essentials versus uh, luxuries will be different. Find what works for you here, but basically hammer as much money as you can into things that will get you the best returns like um, lifetime ISIS, effectively. Yeah, so I used to think... Um someone like Kirsty, uh, what what exactly was the context that she's talking about or is, is that actually the point that she was making in the end because i haven't heard it sorry and she was basically just trying to um get across the point that um a lot of the people who are complaining about not being able to buy a house are not trying hard enough uh, but she was trying to say that in quite a in a lot more uh sort of she was being easier, and then then I've broken it. I've I've done a Daily Mail breakdown there of basically what she was saying. Um, and she was basically saying, if you're saying you can't save any money, but you're still going on holiday every year, you've got a Netflix subscription, right. and you go out for Starbucks every day, and you have avocado sandwiches, probably, um, you're not going to buy a house. So, um, but okay, so on. there's two there's two points to this, really, isn't there? So first of all, uh, she's a little bit wrong, and probably how I used to think. Uh, being a uh, angry twenty-something with no money, I was I would be shaking my fist at the fact that house prices have gone up three times faster than wage rises. Okay, so there is some um, there is some realism around the uh, the fact that younger people, particularly younger millennials and you know Gen Z, is it Gen Z? seem to be just mm -hmm. they just seem to be screwed right because the wage yeah, wages have not been increasing at the same price as house prices and obviously we have all uh, the majority of the world's wealth and it is around the world but let's put it to the uk uh 60 of all the uk wealth that isn't it within the one percent obviously uh is all with over 60s so all of the wealth and and it's not that exact figure. We should probably fact check that. But it's, there's no doubt that there's most of the wealth is in, is with the over sixties, and a lot of that is contained within houses. So, they're 
that to a point there does need to be a rebalance at some point and at that point i mean it if we were going to take maybe um, we could take one side of it, which would be the LBC kind of view of uh, we would need some mediation that would that would keep capitalism at the same time as um, evening everything out. But if you took maybe, I don't know, a, a US point of view, maybe uh, a bit more of a lefty point of view, people are Scott Galloway. Yeah, let's talk, go for a Scott Galloway point of view. We're talking revolution. These guys are talking about revolution to change this. So we're, we're in this kind of odd world because no one wants a civil war or, say, or anything like that to even out the stakes. So what can we do? And I, I will say that I changed my life a lot. And I realized that as my, maybe I have to do it a bit later in life. Maybe I'd have to do it in my late 20s, early 30s. But as my, as my income grows, um, you get a bit smarter with your money. You start to realize that maybe you don't need an expensive pair of shoes every week and you don't need, um, you, you know, you don't need to go on five holidays a year. And I'm seeing it. I, I see a lot of people. Uh, I, I remember, so I remember my old workplace that I used to see these 25, so 25 something year olds graduate as a paramedic and they would now start earning around 28 to 30,000 pound a year. And immediately the first thing they went on to was the NHS lease scheme. And they ended up going out and getting Mercs, Teslas, and every expensive car under the sun. And I, and this was around when I was starting to get into this, you know, really thinking about budgeting and things like that. And, uh, I was thinking to myself, right, I can't tell them because they won't listen. And um, who am I to tell someone how to live their life? But I was thinking, what a fucking dumb mistake. And there were people changing their cars every couple of weeks. And if you can afford it, that's great. But these guys can't because they don't have a home and they're not thinking about saving. They're just thinking about getting a nice car and looking good as they pull up onto the driveway. And that's wrong. What I don't agree with is, and I think a lot of people make a lot of, um, they make a lot of uh, jibes about this, is the, is the, the uh, co the famous coffee, uh, save your coffee, and uh, it's worth a million quid in the future. You know, uh, so that five dollars a day that you're spending on coffee is eventually worth eight hundred grand or, or whatever the the old thing was. A lot of people laugh at that and say you can't make these small changes and uh, to lead to compounding effects, but they can. And I've done it. I will say that I've been very. I've been very frugal in the past two years because I've been trying to save a pot of money to for my own financial freedom. And that's not in stocks. That's for me to be able to, to transfer out of my job. And I've, I've done that and I, and I've done that by making small changes and you're going to love this, Steve, because I bought, uh, before I got on the plane, I bought, uh, atomic habits and I've started listening to it. You right. like that book, don't you? And and mm -hmm. Atomic Atomic Habits by Do you know the name of the guy? I can't remember his name, the author. Um James Clear. Yes, James Clear. Yeah, that's it. Uh, so Atomic Habits is all about making very small changes which lead to big things. Um and one of them is within budgeting. If you can make small changes in your budget, you can make Big decisions you can that those decisions can compound into much larger savings. So I think on that side of things, Kirsty Olsop, 
does have a point, even though she's probably never lived that in her life. She's never lived anything as similar to that in her life. But um, so it would be nice if it came from someone who's actually done it, maybe that's that's like in the, in that famous like circle, and then you can go, ah, right, maybe we can listen to that person. But the fact is, she's. Uh, she's basically done Donald Trump in disguise. Um, just doesn't work, does it? So yeah, I I think it's possible, and I have done it. But uh, I think we need to be realistic now, and maybe 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 also people are looking too much at the the size of house that they can afford because i've noticed a lot of people buying massive fuck off houses and and even even my missus and me had to have a lot of discuss discussions about the size of house we were getting because she mm. wanted that big grand that that was in her head she had that big grand family home and and things and, and that's not to say that's wrong and she was very right for wanting that but we, but when we, when we withdrew and we had to think about it and we went, okay, what's more important in our life? Is it, uh, having time, having money or having the big house and, and having that space that, you know, um, you know, what you see in the movies, what's better? Um, mm. we, we did decide in the end that we're going to stay where we are and we, we, we opted for the smaller house and maybe a bit more freedom and a bit more, a bit more spare cash. So. Um, there are a lot of decisions to make. It's probably very personal. I don't think housing is out of the reach of people, but I do think it's out of the reach of the very young people. You're not going to get people very often, I don't think anyway, at the moment, being able to buy their first house at the age of 20 and 22, like maybe our parents did. Uh, because they own all the fucking houses now and they've held on to them. The, the, fucking boomers sorry i'm swearing a lot in this one aren't i um <clears throat> uh so uh yeah sorry i've gone on for a bit there but uh, i do think it's possible i just think maybe you need to be a little bit older and i think in this day and age right now we may have got a bit i think she's got a point by saying we've got a bit too um splurgy maybe with low interest rates we've got a bit you know we've got a bit we got a bit too free and hedonistic maybe about this thing. So we've got to be more realistic now. I think the sort of key, key for me is to realize that we live in a society that encourages you to be a consumer. Um, so you've got to sort of withdraw from that a little bit uh, on, on a number of levels as well. So I, I think this kind of, so just to see where, 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 um, we were going at the moment. The average deposit uh, reported last year was 57.3k. Now, obviously, that's skewed by some pretty big properties uh, at some point down the line. So, the maximum deposit you would need if you're going to use a lighter is probably, I would say, between 25 and 45k. So, I've got sort of like one, two, three, four, five, six, sort of seven things that I would say that these are general tips to help people buy a house. Um, so, I, I would. So the best thing is to start early, sort of to recognise that that the dream for you is to buy a house, uh, and that you um, you know you need to sort of think of ways to get to to that method. Just to say before we before we get deep into these, it's not going to be for everybody. This there's if you're living hand to mouth and you you have no money left at the end end of um, at the end of the month, you need to work on yourself. You you need to you know continue your education try night school try anything you can do to bump up that salary um there's just no way you'll you'll get there otherwise you need to find a way to 
at least contribute half the way to the ISA, um, to, to your LISA, sorry. And, and your LISA is the tool that I would I would use uh, in this regard. Every £4,000 you put in, you're going to get another £1,000 on top. Even if you don't make that, you're still going to get 25% on what you deposit. It's it's a tool at your disposal. But I'll quickly shoot through these. Um, so start early was my first one. Live with your parents as long as you can. Um, and that's tricky, that, because I, I, you start to need your, your own space as you become um, an adult. And I fully understand that I fell out with my parents. So it's what caused me to move out. Um, but, but really try to work on the relationship with your parents and, and it, you know, you, you'll, you'll, you might hate them while you're living under the same roof with them, but the minute you move out, you'll miss them like, you know, like crazy. Nah, my my, my kids are getting kicked out at 18, trust me. They are getting kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> so my next point was, unfortunately, this is uh, for, for all of you that are forever alone, um, that one of the best tips you can get for buying a house is to find a partner yep. um, because then you both get a LISA and you can both get the uh, the extra contribution on top. So use the tools at your disposal. Um, so make sure you get a LISA. Make sure you fill as much of it as you can, if not all of it. Um, it that should really, really help you. Um, get a budget. So um, budgets are boring, but they are very, very important. You will look at all of your spending objectively and see which bits you don't actually have to do. If you're spending £100 at the gym and there's a gym down the road for 20 quid, that's 80 quid. That's a, that's a very decent chunk of your, uh, of your LISA. Um, so learning to say no, that was very important to me as a young kid, was learning to say no to people. Otherwise, you'd end up ferrying all your mates up town and going out and getting pissed three times a week and you end up with no money. And the other thing is sort of just prioritise it. Prioritise the buying of the house. Uh, if you tend to focus on something you um, and you're dedicated to it, you tend to um, you tend to work harder on, on achieving that goal. So just quickly, uh, for people who still think it's unachievable, if you can max out ELISA, uh, and your partner can also max out Elisa. It's two and a half years to get 25k, um, 25k in the pot between the two of you. And to get 45k, it's uh, it's uh, four and a half years. So I don't know why I had to work that out. I worked it out in my head mm -hmm. like, ages ago, but I had to check it on the paper where I'd worked out earlier. But four and a half k to uh, four, sorry, four and a half years to 45k. That's a hefty, hefty deposit. I don't care where you live. Um, so realistically, you're looking at 5% um, for for London. And I'd say outside of that, you probably want to be aiming for 10% before you jump on the ladder just because you'll get a much better rate. Um, but I haven't got anything else to add to that really there. My sort of like seven tips have you guys got? Yeah. Anything you yeah, want? Yeah, my only, uh, that that last one that you were saying is, is very important for when, when I bought, I think we uh, scabbed together just about what we could and i think that was a bad idea i think it led to a higher interest rate because on the discord everyone's telling me they get 1.4 percent uh rates on their mortgage at the moment and mine's sitting at 2.89 percent so that must be a really high mortgage because i've got a very poor loan to loan to value on my mortgage so yeah definitely save uh save for as long as you can and try to delay that satisfaction because I think it was one of the things that spurred me into budgeting was the uh, the fact that we we didn't delay satisfaction on our second home and we did kind of just rush into it and didn't didn't think about things from a from a financial point of view even though I must admit our financial advisor was very impressed with us that we didn't have any debt we were very good at saving so we were naturally good at that we just didn't realize it and now that I've become very mindful of it I've become very, very, very good at it. <clears throat> oh, I think my voice is completely gone. Okay, I think we're going to leave it there because my voice is about to just 
collapse on itself. So uh, thank you very much for listening today. Um, and uh, any questions that you want to ask us, uh, add us to the list. We'll get definitely get through to them over the next couple of weeks. Uh, and again, thank you very much for listening again. And uh, we'll see you on Sunday.